Hello and welcome back to Scoops. I'm one of your hosts, Miss Post, with here with Mr. Thomas. Happy New Year. First episode of 2023 here going into year three of Scoops. Not quite three full years, but the third calendar year we've been uh, producing here. Mm-hmm. Happy to be back after a two week layoff. Yes. What's new with you, Miss Post? Not a whole lot. Get back into the swing of things with the job. But, um, you know, we're getting there. How was your break? It was great. Great to sleep in. Great to eat when you want and watch TV when you want. It's pretty nice. Always good to relax. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. How about you? It was really nice. You know, busy, but pretty good. You know, I think I relaxed enough. Uh, no COVID this year. Mm-hmm. So for better or worse, no uh, no vindication episode this year. Definitely our most fiery, most fire by far, but... Mm-hmm. You know, happy to be healthy. Got to see family. My cousin's new baby. Well, I guess seven months old. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out, of course, to Steve and Kenna and Tara, as always. Haven't seen Kenna in a few weeks. We miss miss you guys, but blessings on a safe return home mm-hmm. to our undisclosed location. Anytime I mention another baby, I have to mention Kenna out of respect for Kenna. Of course, yes. Uh, but college football playoff. Got to watch my buddies in Michigan. Uh, you know, that's what they say being a sports fan takes years off your life. I think. Last Saturday proved it. I mean, Michigan goes down. Great game. TCU brought it. Really dominated the game. Definitely shouldn't have been that close. They got up 17, allowed Michigan to come back in on several different occasions. But TCU held on. Definitely did not expect that. As I predicted on scoops, I had Michigan winning. Uh, Great game. Great win by the Horned Frogs. I didn't think they'd be the more physical team, but they really dominated Michigan physically. And they, you know, a few big plays. Michigan couldn't really run the ball. That was awesome. Uh, so of course that game took a lot out of us. Then we go to the next game, the Buckeyes and, um, just, just gut wrenching, gut wrenching, you know, mm-hmm. they don't know how to respond to either how they respond against Georgia, but you know, got down, I think it was, yeah, 21, seven then scored 21. They're up, they were up 21, seven Georgia scored 17 straight. And then Ohio state ended up going up, up 11. Georgia ultimately came back to cut it to, to cut it to three, Ohio State got a field goal. Then Georgia came down, scored quickly. Ohio State drove down at the end. C.J. Stroud, great scrambling. He finally ran the ball, but asked him to run for two years. And he, he did a great job all in his career. But Ohio State's always at its best when they have a running quarterback that can make plays with their feet, either by design or just, you know, when things break down. Got in the field goal range, lost a yard on a run play, two straight completion. Would like to see him get a bit closer and try to do more to get closer. But 50-yard field goal, of course, as, as the clock struck midnight. On a new year, new year, but kickers still blow. Going into year six now of kickers blowing. And 50-yard kick in college is tough, but, you know, in the dome, I mean, it wasn't even close. So just a heart heartbreaking loss, heartbreaking loss. Um, obviously, love to see Ohio State compete and play hard and really dominate that game, but there's no moral victories at Ohio State. So that's tough. That's tough. But, you know, that's why they play the game. Uh, NFL, obviously, big news. Bill's safety, DeMar Hamlin, injured on the field. Very scary situation. Uh, we'll talk about that a bit here, but we'll make some picks for Week 18. Just announced tonight, actually, that uh, Bills-Bengals will not be made up. So it sounds like they're going to go to neutral site games if the Bills-Bengals or Chiefs uh, play in the playoffs. I think that's probably the best-case scenario. I mean, there's really not much else they can do. You know, I'm glad a plan was made. I think, you know, uh, an issue that we have, and we'll talk about this, is, you know, it, it's – it's like you can't feel bad for something and do something else at the same time, right? Like 
not scheduling another game doesn't change what will happen to Mr. Hamlin. Obviously, I hope he's okay, and thank God he is, he is recovering, it seems. But, you know, a decision had to be made. Unless you cancel the season, what are you going to do? So, but the even if you say it's not made yet, the bottom line is it's it's not a, it's not insensitive to talk about the future of the football schedule while a guy is hurt. You know, it, it it's it's not even multitasking; it's just life, right? Like it doesn't change you talking about what's going to happen in the schedule does not change what happens to him, and it's not to me it's not insensitive to him at all because you know what are you going to do? What choice do you have? You know, but anyway, that's as my boy Whitlock says: culture of death culture of death, secular culture of death, you know, death's all that matters, nothing else matters except, you know, living on earth, and, you know, that's not to minimize the life-threatening severity of it, obviously, it's a huge situation, but again, what, how is, you know, not playing week 18, or, or not talking about making up the game, or not talking about when you could make up the game, how is that going to affect the injury at all, and like I said, it's not even about, you don't have to plan it out yet, just being able to discuss, hey, like, we have to make a plan for this, you know, the NFL was held hostage by the Twitter mob for a few days because they couldn't even talk about, like, playing because it was insensitive, allegedly. But what are you going to do? Anyway, we'll get into that a bit, though, here. And I was to make some picks on Week 18, some college hoops, and Georgia versus TCU. Mm-hmm. Miss Post, we do have a holiday tomorrow, though. This is recording on January 5th. Mm-hmm. Buckeyes just lost to Purdue in basketball. Very sad. But we do have a holiday tomorrow. Do you know what it is? It's January's. January 6th, January 6th. So those out there, my Lutheran friends, thinking it's epiphany we're talking about. Yes, that is important, but of course we're not talking about that. We're talking about Democrats' favorite day of the year, January 6th. Mm-hmm. Two-year anniversary of their new favorite day. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, every single day for the last two years has been January 6th. So, of course, Biden has a speech plan. It's going to be all this whole thing. I'm sure it'll be nauseating. But just get ready. You know, expect the, the flags at half-staff. Expect... Every single senator and representative and governor and, and state court judge and everything. What did I say? Half mast? You said half, half staff. Half staff. Is it half staff? Half, half mast. Sorry. Half okay. Anyway, expect every single Democratic representative mm-hmm. across the country, across all states. Mm-hmm. They'll post the same cookie cutter. Today mm-hmm. we look back on the, the, the day democracy almost died in the United States. It's going to be Black Square 2.0. <laughs> That's a good call. That's right. That's right. And of course, we don't mean to minimize what happened. It was, you know, it's a horrible day. It shouldn't have happened. It, it, it's not something you want to normalize. It's not something that is 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 good for democracy. But again, certainly Democrats have capitalized on that politically, as you knew they would, as you knew they would. Um, you know, of course, if you read any article about it, what do they say? The old, oh, you know, so and so commented on the January sixth insurrection, or they'll say. Uh, Five people died in the insurrection, which, again, factually, it's incorrect. An insurrection term I think you really shouldn't use. I think it's irresponsible. No one's been charged with an insurrection. It wasn't an armed uprising. It wasn't put down by the government. It wasn't really an overthrow of the government in their mind, however ignorant they were uh, trying to defend what they believed to be the rightful governments. Again, not armed, not really armed at all. I would say, you know, slightly armed, but barely. Uh, no plan, not well organized not put down by the government. So, and, and again, no one's in charge with an insurrection either. How can you have an insurrection if no one's charged with it? But besides that, again, besides that, additionally, five people died. One person died in the Capitol. She, unarmed protest was shot by police. You know, I'm not going to be a hypocrite here. Like, just like if, if a black man is shot, by, is shot when he's unarmed doesn't mean the officer's liable. You know, it, it, the unarmed protester is not necessarily a victim here in terms of being wrongfully shot. You know, there's questions to be asked and, you know, maybe it wasn't justified, but, you know, don't put yourself in that situation. Again, just like anything, right? If you're dealing with armed stewards of the state, you know, and you're trespassing, that might happen. Either way, though, 
that was the only death that resulted in the Capitol. Now, people did die the day after. No connection to, like, being spray-painted with bear, uh, with the uh, bear spray or whatever. There's no, they didn't rule it out, but there's no connection saying, like, this bear spray led to the officer's stroke or, or what, what, you know, whatever you may say. And if you're going to say that the stress caused it, well, then how many more people have died either from, you know, riot stress or being, you know, other police officers died from stress, things like that. Right. So, I mean, that's just ridiculous. It's ambiguous. Exactly. Very ambiguous. Exactly. Just like so. the six foot <laughs> great, great COVID <laughs> reference, Ms. Wilson. Exactly. Right. So, again, in, in, you know, perhaps the stress did kill the officers, perhaps, or led them to commit suicide. And, you know, obviously it's, it's not a, a possibility. So you say, well, that didn't happen. They wouldn't have died. Okay, maybe. But just like anything, right? Like, you don't know what's going to happen in the day, on the day of your job. But it's certainly irresponsible to say that five people died from the riot in the Capitol. Okay. Especially when they even said that, well, at least one officer from the, bear, from the uh, seizure, excuse me, that wasn't even caused by the mm-hmm. bear spray. Uh, plus... Uh, I thought actually. Any, any thoughts on that in this post? Uh, no. Okay. Um, <clears throat> hopefully it comes back to me. But anyway, I just saw news today that a Michigan senator stepping down in 2024. Great chance for the GOP to pick up that seat. They'll probably screw it up as they usually do. But of course, in her farewell speech, she said, oh, you know, I got to step down. We've seen unprecedented threats on our democracy. So, of course, again, it, it's hook, line, and sinker, the talking point. And I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that you know, again, it certainly wasn't a good thing, and, and, and there are threats to democracy from Trump's type of rhetoric and things like that. But, again, everything cuts both ways. And like we talked about here on Scoops, right, you know, the mainstream media, Democrats, big tech, they want, they, they want confusion in elections so that you can question it and they can prove, hey, there's nothing to see here. You're a, you're a tinfoil guy. You're a, you're, a, you're a right-wing conspiracy theorist. Anytime confusion, anytime something like that happens, and you ask questions at all, you're labeled a conspiracy theorist, even if they're basic questions like, why are the votes not in? Uh, why can't we count them in time? Uh, why do young, healthy men need to be vaccinated or young, healthy women? Um, uh, why, why did the Hunter Biden story get censored? Any, anything you ask like that, right? It, 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 because of the confusion caused and because people take it too far, everyone's painted with the same brush of, oh, you know, you're a conspiracy theorist. Experts have said that, that, Mass work to stop the spread. Experts have said that it's normal for an election not to be decided for five days. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's just ridiculous. So, again, it's the, the cycle of they allegedly, allegedly can't ask questions, but secretly they want you to so they can label you as the crazy and keep perpetuating the same system that benefits them, naturally. But, anyway, we'll talk about that a bit later. Um, Ms. Post. Tell us, tell us uh, how you're doing with your picks thus far. Let's kind of review how we how we've done. Ooh, what do you? You mean like the whole year? Just yeah, anything that stood out to you? Uh, not my best year. I've lost interest in my picks. Yeah, we're not going to talk about the persons who have done yeah, that to us. It's absolutely ridiculous. I was down four games here. Finally, had a chance to make one last push. Of course, the Steelers beat the Ravens because mm-hmm. the Ravens suck. And of course, I'm out five games now. And Bengals build was a difference between me and this person, but it is canceled. So. Anyway, Anyways. absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I lost a train of thought on this, the, the January 6th talk. I'm kind of upset about that, but it's okay. Oh, well, here's what I was going to say. I guess the broader point is, as I've said, uh, and, and even if, and, you know, just because Trump didn't act criminally doesn't mean he's not liable for that rhetoric, of course, and that's, that's true. Rhetoric's not a crime, but it also is not good. And even if it wasn't Trump that caused it, others, others' rhetoric was stronger that did. But the bottom line is this. If you say all those things, and we said this before, 
if you say all those things about being a threat to democracy and our democracy hung on by a thread and 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 insurrectionists almost took over the U.S. government, all of which is overblown. But even if you say that, wouldn't the natural question be why wasn't there more security? The former uh, head of the Capitol Police just actually wrote, wrote a book recently. It's coming out, or it's coming out soon but basically describing the security failures that occurred and saying we're not prepared for the next attack. Of course we're not prepared for the next attack if it happens again because all they've done is blame Trump. That's it. There's no desire to find out, hey, why wasn't there communication between the sergeant arms and the Capitol Police chief? Why wasn't there more security? Why was the National Guard not dispatched? Why was uh, military dispatched to military leaders' homes to protect them, which is fine, but not to the Capitol? What took so long? All these things that should be asking, especially if, if the committee, which they, which they did, said that Trump was responsible, there was a conspiracy to, to occupy the Capitol, why were these questions not asked? But of course they can't ask that because why? It's all about big orange man bad, boogeyman Trump. And of course, as we know, Democrats want Trump to run more than Trump's base does because it keeps them relevant, it gives them allegedly a purpose, it unites them, and they don't have a platform. They can just say, we're not Trump, we're not a threat to democracy, we, 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 we protect your freedoms, all that. So... All stuff you've heard here, it's good to bring it back in review. Uh, but we have to do clown the GOP for this House Speaker nonsense. I mean, that's the thing. And, and you know, it's fun, as fun as it is to make fun of liberals, you know, making fun of Republicans is fun because, you know, we support a lot of the policies and things like that. And Republicans are made fun of enough, so it's easy to, you know, dismiss that. But, I mean, they win the House by less than they should have, but they won if it's all that matters. But now, of course, they can't elect the speaker. So it's just a clown show. And again, Democrats don't have much to run on, right? Democrats are a clown show generally as well. But Republicans can't get out of their own way. They can't elect the speaker. They vote for this huge spending bill. They can't keep their members in line. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And who does that help, of course? Democrats, Biden, who can claim, oh, see, we, we get things done. We're bipartisan. Which, again, what do they point to? Infrastructure. Not a bad bill. A lot of wasteful spending in it. I haven't seen any shovels putting down in the ground around where I live. But either way, they, they, they bait these Republicans in signing this bill and then turn around and try to pass even more spending behind, you know, with, with their, with their quote-unquote mandate. Either way, the Republicans, just, just a bad look. Bad look. Can't get out of their way. Helping Democrats. Giving them fodder. And again, not governing. You have to, in order to win elections, you have to do something. You know, you don't want to go big. As we've seen, that's not popular, but you have to do something. You just not make it worse. If you can't even elect the speaker, you can't do anything. So we'll see what happens, but very embarrassing here. Very embarrassing. Ms. Pose, any thoughts on that? I don't. I'm kind of zoned in here, as usual. <laughs> <laughs> At least you made your picks. That's good. I did. That's good. What we still have to go over. But I think the biggest thing with that is, and I just texted my dad this as well, you know, it, it's a bad look, but... These problems have plagued Republicans for over a decade now. Since the Tea Party's rise, there's been no leader to unite the factions, and, and they don't have any direct policy platforms, right? Trump was kind of like that, but really he, he was just such a lightning rod, and, and he caught on because of his rhetoric and things and his appeal, you know, the, the, the trolling and things like that. Obviously, he was able to win, changed everything. But it, tr tr just like Trump didn't cause the alleged racism and, and, and the actual division in the Republican Party— he also wasn't able to to unite it because he was just temporary. Temporary. It's a, a stopgap, right? So you're seeing these same issues arise. Conservative Republicans, uh, excuse me, you know, the, the 
lowercase c conservatives, the the Reagan conservatives, you know, pro free trade, strong U.S. defense, um, reform social security, they've never been able to adapt to the new age populism, anti free trade, uh, isolationist, all that culture warriors. There's they've never been able to bridge that gap, and until they are able to say this is what we stand for, this is what we're doing, we're either going to go this direction, isolationist, you know, regulate trade more, culture warriors, or we're going to go back to you know, pro-free trade, um, immigration compromise, things like that, which I don't think that's really successful in today's day and age, but they can obviously go that route. You're going to keep having these same issues. So we'll see. Again, as Dr. Scholl tells us, tells me a lot, you know, neither party has a monopoly on bad candidates or bad, bad actions, bad politics. And that's certainly true. Of course, Democrats never get clowned for like Republicans do, but that's fine. But you know, Republicans don't help themselves, and that's definitely true. We've seen that many times over the years. So we'll see how it goes. We've been trying to take a break from politics here on Scoops, but, you know, there's always so much news, always mm-hmm. so much news. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we look out for the Democrats' Democrat celebration tomorrow as uh, their favorite day occurs. Actually, on, actually on a day this time as opposed to every day of them making. Like Phineas and Ferb, every day, every day is summer. Every day for Democrats is January 6th. That's, that's a good title for tonight, Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Uh, we'll find a we'll find an image for that as well. But at least one of their at least one of their least actual day is tomorrow though. Um, I was making some picks here, Miss Post. Uh, let's go Saturday night. Chiefs Raiders Week eighteen doubleheader. Chiefs Raiders Chiefs. Uh, well, as I said earlier, it was just announced that the Bengals Bills will not be made up. So I believe if the Chiefs and Bills both win, if they were to play, Chiefs would be the one seed. If they were to play, it'll be a neutral site, which I think is fair. I mean, the Bills kind of get screwed here, but. Yeah, and you can't have it all. If you don't play that game, you can't have it all. But if the Chiefs and Bills were to play, it'd be a neutral site. Anyway, but the Chiefs win, locks up the one seed. What do you say, Miss Post? Uh, let me see here. My memory's not the best. Well, Raiders are 6 and 10, so it's pretty easy. Let me, let me just check. I got Chiefs, of course. They're rolling. Raiders are bad. Jarrett Stidham, my boys tried to hype up Jarrett Stidham. Good game yesterday, but I can't okh- stand Stidham. I, I think I think he's a scrub. Uh Anyway, Chiefs. As you can tell, I've lost interest in this. Clearly. So no. <laughs> Clearly. Big game Saturday night, though. Uh, t- Titans at Jags. It's rare a game comes down for the division. The last game. Uh, AFC South Division title, though. Titans have lost six straight and are still in the playoff hunt. Ridiculous. Jags are 8-8, eight and eight, but they have won four out of five. Trevor Lawrence playing well. I believe on Scoop when we were with Steven Terra, I predicted that Jags are most likely to go worse to first, which isn't the bold prediction because they're in the AFC South. But... Looking bleak earlier this year. Now it's one game away from happening. I got the Jags, though, at home. Titans are done. They're terrible. Jags all day. Jags for me as well. Okay, let's go Sunday here. How about uh, Jets at Dolphins? Jets eliminated playoff contention again. Dolphins lost five straight. Two is out again. They're starting Skyler Thompson. I don't know who to pick in this one because I think both teams are bad. Both teams are overrated. Dolphins are washed. Uh, Dolphins need a win in a pass loss to make the playoffs. Uh, I guess I'll go Dolphins at home. But I really don't know what to expect. I have Dolphins for this game as well. Uh, all right, let's go uh, Patriots at Bills. Patriots win and they're in. Bills, of course, very emotional after the game. Monday got stopped and a teammate got injured severely. Uh, I'm going Bills at home, though. I think they'll be inspired. They'll rally. I think they'll win pretty easily. I've got the Bills as well. So if, if our predictions hold, or at least my prediction, uh, Dolphins make the playoffs then. Mm-hmm. If the Dolphins and the Pats both lose and the Steelers win, they're in. So do you think the Steelers can beat the Browns at home, Miss Post? Is that, is that a game here? Yes. 
as I just asked you. So, I've got Steelers at home. I don't, I don't know, though. Yeah, Browns have been a weird team, of course. They finally, or they lost a couple weeks ago. They secured their 14th losing season in 15 years, which is awesome. Uh, they did beat the Commanders last week. Shocking, Carson Wentz blew it. Uh, Steelers will win at home, though. Mike Tomlinson read a losing season. He's 8-8. Eight eight. They'll get that win. Uh, I could easily see the Dolphins losing and the Pats. So, of course, Steelers get lucky sneaking the playoffs again. Shocking. Hopefully it won't happen, but I think they will beat the Browns, which is fine because I always want to see the Browns lose. Oh, let's go a little uh, ravens Bengals here. This could have been a flex game. I thought they were going to flex. Obviously, not it's good they didn't because it wouldn't have had as much stakes anyway since the Bengals game got postponed. But Ravens won earlier this year in Baltimore. Game is instant. See, Bengals win the division with a win. Uh, I believe the Ravens are still a half game out if they lose. I think they said if the Ravens win, they'll make that a neutral site game if they play in the wild card round because the Ravens would have beat them twice. Uh, I got the Bengals at home. The Ravens are done. Five games this year they've lost where they're up double digits, including against the Steelers. Of course, they collapsed again. Cost me twice this year against that man because Giants and, and Steelers, Ravens blew it. So go Bengals. Got the Bengals as well. Bengals be inspired as well. I think might start a little rough after being, you know, coming back from that issue. Mm-hmm. But Bengals, I think, will win for sure. Uh, let's go Cowboys at Commanders here. Dallas still in line for the one seed if they can win and have San Fran and Philly lose. It's very frustrating to the Cowboys fans if Dallas had not lost to Jacksonville. They'd be in line for the one seed right now. But, of course, they did. Now I need even more help. Probably not going to happen, but I think Dallas will beat the commies on the road. I believe so as well. Uh, Giants, Eagles, missed post. Eagles, Jalen Hurts might be back. If the Eagles win, they get the number one seed. What do you think? I've got Eagles on this game. Yeah, that's pretty easy. I think Giants, nothing to play for. They're locked in the sixth seed. Give me the Eagles at home. Uh, I just saw an interesting headline. I didn't read it, though, but it basically said that Daniel Jones, Giants quarterback, has proved he belongs. Basically saying Giants should re-sign him again. Or re-sign him. I'd love that. As a Cowboys fan, please do. I'd love to play Daniel Jones twice a year for the next 10 years. Pay him big, pay him big money. Pay Jones big money. Pay Taylor Heineke big money for Washington. Pay Jarrett Stidham big money in, Oak, in in Las Vegas. I'd love for these one-hit wonder quarterbacks, these cookie-cutter quarterbacks, to get paid big money. Dallas plays them twice a year or once every four years even in the Raiders' case. I'd love to see that. Daniel Jones, not the guy, been in the league four years. And, and, you know, I think Giants are a good team, but they're blowing smoke up this coach's ass like he's, you know, the next the greatest thing since sliced bread. Let's not forget 2016, Ben McAdoo made the playoffs in his first year as a coach. Got fired before the next year was over. Got fired. I don't even know what happened to Dayball, but let's not act like this guy's just some world beater because they're 9-6-1, okay? But anyway, re-sign Giants. Re-sign Daniel Jones. Do it. Do it for the, do it for the team. Anyway, that's my thoughts on that. Okay, Sunday night game. Lions at Packers. Weeks ago, I said I'd rather see the Packers in than the Lions. I pretty much regret that now because I hate the Packers, I realize. They're the same and they're, they're getting too hot, yes. That's crazy. Uh, Lions did lose to the Panthers. That's a bad loss. Um, they are hot, though. They've won four out of five and, and, and uh, mm-hmm. seven out of eight or seven out of nine, I think. Never know. So, game in a Sunday night. Easy pick here. Got to go Rodgers at home. Of course, the Packers get in. Of course, they do. Green Bay at home wins. Yeah, Green Bay as well. Uh, which sets them up likely to play San Francisco round one. Very interesting matchup, if so. Uh, and the Lions can win and, and get in if Seattle loses the Rams, which I don't think will happen because the Rams are terrible. But you never know. Seattle's not been, very, been playing very well, so we'll see. Uh, all right, Miss Post, let's switch, ge- let's switch gears here to College Football National Championship. Mm-hmm. Georgia versus TCU. One of the teams is there I'm happy about. The other one, very sad. Uh, 
What are your thoughts? Well, I have a team that I think is going to win, and then I have a team that I want to win, and they're different. I figured. Elaborate. I think Georgia's going to win this. I just feel like they're just the better team here, uh, but I'd rather TCU win it. Yeah, I think that's probably common sentiment amongst non-SEC fans, mm-hmm. or, you know, yeah. amongst non-Georgia, non-SEC fans besides Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, TCU's been a great story. I think they're the, they're the first team – I don't know, I'm not sure if ever, but for, to be go unranked and then playing for a championship in college football, I mean, again, not really dominated Michigan. That was very surprising to see. Uh, Georgia's defense did not look very good against Ohio State. And, and, and Ohio State's offense, I think, is better than TCU's, but TCU's quick strike. They're explosive. And Ohio State didn't run the ball that well, and TCU did against Michigan. So I want to think they can hang. I, I mean, it's hard to say. I, you, got, you have to think Georgia kind of got the bad game out of their way. Mm-hmm. But George also looked bad defensively against LSU in, in the SC Championship game. So it'll be interesting. I, I'd love to see TCU win as well. I think they'll keep it close for a half. I do think Georgia will pull away late, officially become the next Bama or on par with Bama and win their 17th straight game and uh, cap off back-to-back. Uh, we'll see. They'll love to see TCU win. Yeah. Underdog. Texas Christian, as my boys say, NIL. They're NIL. A little backstory for that joke. My boys this weekend in Michigan that were making fun of Dabo Sweeney at Clemson, who said his program is built on NIL, God's name, image, and likeness. And every time we see like a clear, clean cut guy, it's oh, he's NIL. So, of course, nice TCU, joke. TCU, NIL. Funny. Indeed, indeed. Uh, all right, Ms. Post, we'll get out of here soon. But let's, again, very thankful that DeMar Hamlin is getting better. Um, you know, I think the big. The, the more not more interesting, but you know, I think uh, observation is is just again not necessarily related to this, but this whole idea that you you can't let's let's backtrack anti football attitude. Mm-hmm. You know, you got of course knives are out for football now. You know, oh, Brian nice. Clark said you put your life on the line, and again, football is extremely tough, extremely violent, extremely physical. I don't do it; probably couldn't do it, but. I don't think it's fair to say you risk your life on the football field and you get out there. Yeah. Okay. You know, firefighters, yes. Police officers, yes. Right. Soldiers, obviously. There's there's other things out there that I think you're risking a bit more. Exactly. Even boxers and MMA fighters, you know, that that's they their lives are more at risk based on what they're doing. Right. Uh, and also, it's, it's you know, it's 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 it should be pointed out that this injury. Seemingly, from what everything we've heard, was not caused by football at all. It was caused by the hit that caused the, the disruption in the heart rhythm, which we've seen happen in hockey in the last 20 years. Just saw it happen in soccer in 2020. Saw it happen in basketball, University of Florida, Keontae Johnson, 2020. So, you know, it doesn't make it any less scary, obviously, or any less traumatizing for the players or obviously, you know, the, the family. But, it, you know, it, it's, not, it's not an issue of football, right? Like, it, I'm not saying it's easy to get back on the field, you know, tell players just to suck it up, but... You're going to have to make a choice, right? Unless you cancel the season, what are you going to do? You have to keep playing. You, you can't wait for, you know, for, for Twitter to approve of your decision. Right. You know, and, and perhaps you say, okay, you want to wait until you know more about what, what's happening. You know, if the status wasn't updated until now or, or a few more days. But, mm-hmm. again, what choice do you have? I mean, you, you not playing the game does not change its prognosis at all, for better or worse. And that's where I think the culture of death comes in because it's like we saw with COVID or even with like, you look at like the George, the George Floyd riots, right? Like it's almost like if one big event happens, everybody has to weigh in on it. Right. Like if you don't comment on it, you're like, right. you're, you're a bigot. Silence is violence. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I've been praying for 
Demar Hamlin, you know, I, I hopefully everybody is playing to the true God about it. You know, no one wants God until a guy claps on the field, which hopefully right. people will learn. Some people will learn at least about people, the importance people, of this. People don't but. like prayer unless it's for a, a football player. Right. But anyway, yeah, culture of death, like with COVID, right? Like, it, and again, unlike COVID, this actually was a life-threatening situation for an athlete. COVID was not. But the point of the matter is, you know, like when COVID started, it's like death counts were all that mattered, right? Like how many deaths were day were, was, were and it's like it's all tragic, and and but like people died before COVID and it wasn't mm-hmm. talked about, right? So it's like okay, so if you tell me two thousand people die a day, what does that mean? Like does that mean I shouldn't have football? I shouldn't go to this restaurant? I shouldn't like go see my family, right? Like the the issue if you're anti football is that you just don't want, you don't want football to be played. It's not about like there you people are using Demar Hamlin as like an, an excuse to cancel football or, mm-hmm. or trash the NFL. Right, like the NFL taking allegedly so long to cancel. I mean, that's an unprecedented situation. What do you want them to do? You know, it, they, I thought they fell on the fly very well. I think they covered it very well. They canceled the game. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, people that were all up in arms that took so long. I mean, again, unprecedented. What do you want them to do? They canceled it. They didn't even try to make it up. I mean, I, I wish they were a bit more pro- proactive in announcing the schedule and things, but they're, they're you know, three days later is not too bad. They're they're doing it now. You know, so again, it's just it's it's the it's the faux Twitter outrage, faux Twitter outrage, culture of death, acting like you can't do two things at once. And again, that was a horrible event, and, and and the health and safety is first and foremost. But again, you scheduling a game or talking about scheduling the game or or the schedule moving forward doesn't change what happened or what will happen, and it doesn't mean you're insensitive to what's going on. Unless you just cancel the season, you have to you have to do it eventually, right? And yeah, you could say, okay, wait till a prognosis, whatever, but that could take weeks, months. You don't, you don't know what's going to happen. So you have to, you, you know, life goes on. And again, perhaps it's insensitive to say in terms of when someone's suffering, but w- what choice do you have? What choice do you have? So, you know, it, it, it's, it's just that culture of, again, faux outrage, culture of death, acting like you can't, you, you have to, like, not do one thing because something else happened that's unrelated to what you're going to do now. But that's just the world we live in, you know. And again, like Skip Bayless's tweet, I think it was, you know, poorly timed. But he talked about the magnitude of the game, which, as he said, suddenly seems so irrelevant. He's exactly right, right? Like, it's, it was a huge game, huge game for the standings, huge game for the playoffs. Of course, it's irrelevant now. And, and, and they did the right thing by, by suspending it because, you know, guys could have gotten more hurt from going half speed, whatever. But, of course, it was a huge game. You saying the, you know, you saying that, they need to work something out with the schedule because of the importance of that game does not change what happened or what will happen to DeMar Hamlin. doesn't change the importance of it and that it's life-threatening. It's just, it's just reality. It's life-threatening and the game was important. You have to figure something out. That's it. That's it. But again, culture of death dictates that, you know, only someone's life matters if they're dying, A. B, that only, you know, unless you're just thinking about someone 24-7, you're like insensitive. Mm-hmm. And C, that, you know, you can't do anything else. But, you know, thanks be to God, he's doing okay, and hopefully he continues to get better. And hopefully that, you know, hopefully that makes it easier for the Bills, the Bengals to both play this weekend and, and do well. But like I said, I think the bigger issue is just the anti-football sentiment, like slappy Bomani Jones, who, by the way, has failed at ESPN like eight or nine different times, but still has a job there. He went on CNN and said, you know, making football safer is trying to make a cigarette safe. So again, this man's comparing the sport that has produced more black millionaires than any any other industry, and comparing it to cancer causing tobacco. So again, what's the issue here? And 
you know, for those saying the vaccines, I mean, that's just ridiculous. But first off, you're allowed to, you're allowed to question anything in life. You can say that, you know, the, the moon landing caused them to collapse. It's wrong, but you're allowed to say, you're allowed to be ignorant in this country. But either way, the point is, it, it, it's very wrong to blame football or to say that, you know, football caused this or, or that, you know, guys playing football risk their lives every single day on the field. I don't think that's really, you know, thank be to God, thanks be to God doesn't happen that much. And this is related to football, it's related to the hit, the, the blow. And, you know, football is very violent, but thankfully it's gotten a lot safer. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a great, you know, not only for the players, but, you know, concession workers, coaches, fans, it's great for our culture. And so, you know, the attack on football have been building for many years, and you're seeing that kind of come to a head here with situations like this. But, you know, big picture, as we said, thanks be to God, he is improving. Ms. Post, final thoughts here as we head out. I hope you're having a good start to your new year. Any resolutions, Ms. Post? Um... Not a whole lot that I want to share. Probably rant, probably rant more and more scoops for you. Yeah, rant more and more scoops, and maybe, maybe um, this post now will have an announcement soon. Allegedly, it's a big alleged. But sad news to report, though. So the school I coach at, varsity big rivalry game this weekend. Um, sadly, very sadly. Our freshman team got a game added on the same night. Uh, you know, you always want to play games, but as a parent said today, literally any other night would have been good. Any other night. Um, so that's tough, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to get focused, trying to get my guys focused, but it's just hard to want to go play a game when you got the rivalry game, you know, an hour away going on. But we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Tune in next week for Scoops NFL playoff preview. It's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Any last word, Miss Post? No. <laughs> I don't have something for today. Enjoy the football, last full weekend of football. Yes. And uh, go Horned Frogs. Mm-hmm. Horned, horned Frogs. I said Horned, horned Frogs. Okay. I, I enunciated that on purpose. Perfect. Dr. Shaw, you're the man. Safe travels in a couple weekends. Shout out to Steve and Tara, as I said, and baby Kenna. Uh, Steve sent a picture of Kenna. She was eating a full sandwich. That's awesome. Awesome. And uh, Phil, you're the man as well. Fall wedding, though. Move you down a tier for that, but you're my boy still. Bye. Bye.